Welcome to the latest edition of the Buff Zone podcast. I am Brian Howell, and I am not joined by Pat Rooney this week, as uh, just travel logistics did not work out for this week. It's a short week for football, and uh, I'm heading to Los Angeles, and uh, Pat is heading to uh, Louisiana and then Tennessee for men's basketball. So just our logistics, trying to find a time to get together and do this did not work. So I'm flying solo this time, and uh, that's okay because uh, I'm going to do something different uh, in that usually it's just Pat and I talking, but I'm actually going to include uh, Mike Sanford's, uh, the entire uh, little media session we did with him on Tuesday. Um, It's only about eight minutes long, but uh, he typically does a press conference on Tuesdays, but um, there were some, uh, you know, with the short week and everything, there's just, it was a weird week overall. It just it didn't work out in a lot of ways uh, the same way it normally does. So uh, we just talked to him after practice on Tuesday, and it was about eight minutes long. So um, I'm going to include that in this podcast. But uh, um, obviously, it is USC week. The Buffs are heading out to Los Angeles, and uh, they are one and eight, and uh, pretty big underdogs, 34 point underdogs uh, at the Trojans, and. Uh, not much of a surprise there, and we'll get into that one in a minute. But um, you know, looking back at last week, uh, certainly not uh, a, you know a great effort from the Buffs. I mean, forty-nine to ten uh, was the final score against uh, then number eight Oregon, now number six Oregon, and uh, you know Buffs thirty-one and a half point underdogs in that one, and uh, you know clearly didn't clear or didn't cover the spread, and you know it got kind of ugly there. But you know. Actually, it was mostly ugly early, and then the Buffs played better as the game went along. And actually, I, I didn't realize this uh, on game day, but um, recognized this uh, as I was going through things on, on Tuesday or Wednesday, that uh, you know, over the course of the final three quarters, CU actually outgained Oregon. Uh, it was like 302 to 267 or something like that over the final uh, three quarters, just Oregon dominated that first quarter, got up 14 nothing with a couple of big drives, and then uh, just kind of took it from there. And, you know, obviously the second half, a lot of it was, uh, you know, Christian Gonzalez, the former buff, uh, turned Oregon duck, had a couple of huge interceptions, uh, both of which set up Oregon touchdowns. Uh, you know, CU was down 28-10 at the time, uh, you know, and they, they were never really threatening to win that game. But um, those two interceptions by Gonzalez – Set up touchdowns that made it forty-two to ten, and uh, the Buffs really uh, just had you know no shot at that point. So, but we didn't expect them to beat the Ducks, so that that performance was not surprising. Um, positives out of it, yes. There's also some negatives, including one big time negative. Um, but you know, positives. You know, the the defense. I thought. Uh, you know, clearly they, they're giving up a lot of points in yards, and and that's not a good thing. But I will say one thing that we're seeing out of Gerald Chapman's defense is that they are doing a pretty good job of making second half adjustments, which did not happen earlier in the season um, under Chris Wilson. I mean, they got uh, they seem to get worse as the game went along early in the season. Uh, this defense is getting better. You know, I had a chance to chat with uh, Gerald Chapman uh, right before the Oregon game, actually, and uh, we were talking about just him being in this new role. And uh, he made some great points, and these are not excuses, but but they are great points that, uh, you know, he's they've installed a brand-new defense. Um, they did that during the bye week after they fired Chris Wilson and Carl Durrell, uh, you know, so installed a brand-new defense. And he said, look, if it was easy to do, 
on the fly and you could do it in a week or two, there would be no need for all of us to go through spring ball and off seasons. Um, you know, the football, uh, football school that they did under Carl Durrell, all those things, there would be no need to go through all that stuff. And, but there is because it takes a while to learn a scheme, learn a system. And, you know, the buffs are trying to learn on the fly. Clearly the one that they had before was not very good. Uh, I think the one they have now is better. It's just that these guys are trying to learn it on the fly. And as Gerald Chapman said to me, he goes, I wish I would have, I wish I could have started this process in January uh, and we'd be a lot better. And honestly, based on the things I've seen, even though they've had some injuries, um, I'd have to agree with him. I, I like some of the things I've seen as far as they make more plays uh, in terms of uh, getting turnovers. They make some more plays uh, with tackles for loss. Now that was not the case against Oregon, but uh, that's a different animal going against Oregon. I mean, that's one of the best teams in the country. I mean, in my opinion, Oregon's going to be in the college football playoff. I just think they're going to uh, run the table the rest of the way and uh, enough things are going to happen. They're going to get in that final four, but you know, we'll see. But I mean, that's the point is that's one of the best teams in the country. And so, you know, they didn't do some of those things they normally did, but they, they did make some pretty good adjustments. And I thought they did a fairly decent job against the run, other than a couple of uh, you know big runs that Oregon popped. But um, overall, I thought CU did a, a decent job uh, defensively late in that game. Now, offensively, um, again, it's, it's such an adventure offensively with this team. And uh, they had a season high in yards, uh, but you know, it's still under 400. And uh, you know, JT Shroud had a career high in passing yards, uh, but you know, was still 500 or 50% on his passes, you know, 17 of 34 through two interceptions had two others that should have been picked. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of, uh, bobbling of snaps, you know, some of it was a wind, I guess, uh, from what we were told, but you know, a lot of it was just lack of concentration and not handling the football. And, you know, these are mistakes that, uh, are big mistakes that a team like CU that already, uh, has so many limitations, you can't overcome those things. So offensively, I think there were some good things. Uh, you know, another really good game from Jordan Tyson. And, and you love to see that because that kid is so talented. Uh, but then, of course, the, the, the worst news of the day, more so than the loss, was the fact that Jordan Tyson goes down with about 10 minutes left in that game uh, with a leg injury. Uh, they have not said what it is, but, you know, if you – We've all seen enough football that uh, it looked like a knee, right? And how severe, I don't know, but it certainly looked like a knee, and we know that he's going to be out for the rest of the season. So that's a really tough loss uh, for the University of Colorado uh, because that Jordan Tyson was emerging as the best player um, on this team. And, you know, you look at what he had done as a receiver over the last three weeks, and he's the leading receiver on this team in receptions, yards, and touchdowns. And he did almost all of that in, th- in a three-game span. So um, it would have been amazing to see what he could have done down the stretch. Um, you know, you just hope that uh, he sticks around the University of Colorado because um, you know watching that guy over the course of a 12-game season is going to be a lot of fun. So you know, we're, we're going to see what CU does um, in that regard. Uh, but that brings us to you know to Mike Sanford. I want to introduce uh, you know that clip. Uh, like I said, it's about eight minutes, and this is uh, myself and other members of the media. Um, chatting with Mike Sanford after Tuesday's practice about a variety of topics. Um, he hits on you know things for this game, and you know actually uh, he was asked a question about attending the men's basketball game the other night. So um, here is uh, Mike Sanford's media scrum uh, from Tuesday afternoon. 
Well, I mean, you would just ask him about being close to home. You got a lot of guys on this team yep. that are from the LA area. Um, do you see some of that, uh, some extra assignment with guys that this week they're like they get to go home? And play? Yeah, you know, for example, um, a guy that that really stands out to me, you know, for a lot of reasons, not just being close to home, but also the role that it will continue to expand is is a guy that we're going to make an honorary captain because of growing up in Inglewood, California. Probably what eight miles as the crow flies from the Coliseum, you know. So Lamont, uh, Montana Lamonis Craig will be a captain this week. He was really excited, almost kind of at a loss for words when we we announced that on uh, yesterday's team meeting. So, um, you know, myself, I grew up on that sideline. Um, truly did. Uh, you know, from the time really starting in 1989 all the way until '96. Um, I have a lot of great memories um, in the Coliseum, uh, you know, and then even at Stanford, um, created some great memories coaching there, um, you know, at the Coliseum. Um, certainly the 2007 game was one that, that stands out to me for sure. Um, you know, I had college game day there when Ed Orgeron was the interim head coach, um, you know, for SC, and he, he kind of reignited their group. So um, it, it's just a, it's a special place. Uh, I think I already got 16 tickets out for my family members. Mom and dad are both SC alums. Um, you know, my, both my aunts are SC alums. My dad obviously played there, uh, won a national championship as a, as a quarterback, backing up Pat Hayden and uh, Vince Evans. And then my dad was also a GA um, there as a, on a national championship team. So, uh, the, you know, the history runs really deep. Uh, I, I'm, just, I'm really excited for the opportunity just to bring our football team out there. Um, you know, and it's going to be a bit emotional for me just because I, I literally was a ball boy on the visitor sideline. Um, but it'd be the first time that I've really been coaching on the sideline in the Coliseum. So um, I'm, I'm excited for that opportunity. More importantly, I'm excited for our players that are from California. Uh, and then, you know, certainly players that are from out of state. Um, there's always this, you know, kind of anti-California sentiment um, that, you know, football's better in Florida or Texas or Georgia. And so um, it always carries a little bit extra weight going, going and playing the Coliseum. He was never beaten USC. Is that something you use as a motivational tactic this week at all? Yeah, you know, I think you know, I think it's 0-13. Um, I don't know if that's the 0-15 um, is is the number there. Um, obviously, USC's been at the top of the class of this conference for for a long time, or at, at or near. Um, you know, it's going to be a tremendous challenge. But um, you know, the the key for us is our preparation. Today was a huge day because yesterday was a bit lighter. You know, we're a little banged up, and um, you know, I think today showed that we're. Uh, we're, we're going to be ready for this challenge and, and you know, physically, mentally and, and going into this game. So had a, had a really spirited day today. It was obviously great to get outside again and probably similar temperature to what will be a game time, really, um, you know, at least in the second half. So um, excited for us to be able to take our team and, uh, and go and, and play against a top 10 team in the country. Um, you know, as you know, everybody's not going to give us a chance and, and we're going to go in there with belief. Um, and that's what this week and our preparation has been about. As of right now, it looks like both will be ready for Saturday. Um, you or know, Friday. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You. <laughs> I was answering your question, um, but yeah, I think both will be ready for for Friday night's game, and um, you know, I'm I'm excited to see them respond. And you know, the the thing that's great about a practice like today is, you know, with a little bit of limited practice rep for both of those guys, you see, particularly at safety, more guys emerge, and you know, there were some there were some positives that we took even in the third and fourth quarter defensively Jalen Stryker was um, got in on a bunch of tackles you know in, in limited role I think three four five tackles he was involved in and um, that was a tremendous uh, step in the right direction for him but uh, you know Trevor you know he's just he's playing so physically he's playing so confidently you know really to your question the other day Brian I mean I think he really has a he has a you know all conference type of a future here um, just with how he continues to grow and his confidence but also you know as his body continues to get bigger and and, and 
Uh, and I think you're going to see a really good player in him uh, for years to come here. Um, saw you at the men's basketball game last night. Just how, how important is it for you as an intern to kind of continue, you know, be in the face of seeing football? Well, I, I think, you know, first off, I, you know, I, I ran into, uh, I think it was Nikkei. Um, I think it's the Nikkei Grant. Nick. Nick Grant, sorry. Um, I ran into him in the elevator, and, I, you know, I'll be honest, my head's in the sand right now. I just get ready for uh, playing on a short week. And he said, Coach, you going to come tonight? <laughs> Literally, it happened like that, and he's an awesome. Like I've I've kind of bumped into him a bunch of times around the facility, um, around you know our, our dining complex, and um, I was like, yeah, it's gonna be pretty tight. Um, but we you know we really did front load our schedule as a staff on Sunday. Sunday was like a like almost it was like a fourteen hour just straight through you know just game planning day. Yesterday was you know it was another you know it was like more of an eighteen hour day, um, and so it, it was it was good for me to just be able to get out for a second, see the world. Uh, and then support what I believe is, um, you know, a tremendous culture that, that Coach Boyles um, instilled. And that's that's obviously where we, we're heading, uh, and that's where we believe we're heading. Um, is and, and I think the more connectivity that we can have, both in an athletic department, in a Boulder setting, and in, in the state of Colorado, I think that's important for, for all of us to be able to get to where we want to get to. Saturday, I asked you about the, <clears throat> the second plays uh, that Caleb's able to generate <laughs> on offense. How do you kind of prepare all three levels of your defense for that? You know, it, 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 the thing that's great is Owen McCown's playing that scout role right now. And, you know, Owen's very, very – I wouldn't say – he, you know, certainly physically he's not at the same spot that Caleb is. But just in terms of style of player and extending the plays, um, Owen really has challenged our defense um, a lot this week. Um, and just extending plays, you know, understanding coverages and, and how you need to plaster. The thing that's really incredible about, about USC right now, for having a quarterback that does so many things – as a second play player, uh, and, and frankly, like there's times where it looks like he's throwing the ball under, you know, between his legs, behind his back. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. All up, Pat, Patrick Mahomes. Um, it, it's amazing that they have one turnover on the season. Like it, it's almost mind-boggling. I, I, I saw that stat when I was watching the game on TV um, on Saturday night late. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You know, especially with some of the, I, I would say they're not risk adverse type plays. I mean, they're risky throws. Um, you know, it just obviously goes to show the accuracy he has out of, out of pocket. You mentioned Chase Penry the other day. Um, it seemed like he was kind of slated towards that red shirt. Mm-hmm. And so what, what, what have the conversations been like as far as getting him back? Well, he has another game. He has one more. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so just obviously the, the need um, feeling like, you know, maybe we're a little bit banged up here and there and just we wanted to maximize that one opportunity. So I think just, you know, kind of elevating him this week from a competitive standpoint. Um, he's also been able to put on some weight like he looks thicker, um, looks more healthy, um, even with, you know, the nature of the sur- offseason surgery he had probably playing in a, in a warmer kind of game might be beneficial for somebody that's dealing with, you know, just the, the overall lengthy recovery process of a surgery. Um, so that's a little bit what went into it. And he was excited. We called him in and, uh, you know, into the offensive staff meeting on, um, on Sunday night. And he was, you know, I went up to him and I acted like he was a recruit, you know, um, went up to him like, Hey man, you want to commit to playing for the university of Colorado? He's like, absolutely coach. So, uh, I think he'll be up and playing this week. So is that going to be a one-game thing for him? As of right now, absolutely. Okay. Yep. So his, he still would like the red shirt? Yes. Yeah. Okay.
Anybody else at receiver that's kind of stepped up with Jordan going down? Yeah, you know, Montana's role is going to be critical. Getting Daniel Arias back in the flow, um, I thought he's done two, you know, had two really good weeks of special teams contribution. But um, just to see him, you know, elevate his role looked really good in practice today. Um, Jack Estera. And then I want to see RJ Sneed. Um, you know, I think I think his journey of getting healthy, you're starting to see those signs. And um, I think RJ Sneed's got to be a guy this week that we, that, um, that we utilize a lot in the past game. All right, so there's a little bit of Mike Sanford uh, talking about this game coming up this week against USC, and uh, you know, to me, you know, some of the most interesting stuff is about the receiver position. They're clearly looking for somebody to replace uh, Jordan Tyson, uh, you know, the, the freshman who's out for the year, and there are options. You know, Montana Lamonius Craig had a huge game a few weeks ago. You know, R.J. Sneed had some really good production at Baylor. He just hasn't put it together here at Colorado, so uh, that's got to happen. Daniel Arias for all the, you know, the drops he's had in his career, you know, he's proven he can catch the football and make some big plays. I mean, he's he's a big, tall, fast receiver. So if he can put it together, he can make plays here. And then it's interesting that Chase Penry um, is going to get a chance to play in this game. Uh, you know, he's slated for a red shirt, and uh, you know, I thought it was interesting they're going to use him for this one game, and then uh, and then call it good there. So um, you know, there are options. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And obviously, this is a tough one, you know, for Colorado. I mean, they're going to, you know, USC is now number eight in the country. Um, interesting note from Dave Platty, of course, is that this is the first time in CU history that they've played, uh, you know, back-to-back games against teams in the same AP ranking, meaning that, uh, you know, Oregon was number eight last week. They're now number six. Um and USC's number eight this week. They've never played like a number eight two weeks in a row. So um, kind of interesting. But um, two you know top ten opponents in a row. This one obviously on the road um, at the Los Angeles Coliseum. Um, probably CU's uh, last trip to the Coliseum. Um, who knows if it's forever, but uh, you know at least for a long time with USC heading to the Big Ten in a couple of years. But um, you know Colorado zero and fifteen all time against USC and. Uh, it's probably not going to happen this year uh, that the Buffs get that win. US, USC is maybe a little overrated. Uh, they're number nine, I believe, in the college football playoff. Uh, maybe a little overrated uh, because that defense just is not great. Uh, they've allowed some teams to hang around a little bit too much, especially uh, last week against Cal. Uh, there's no reason Cal should have been in that game, but USC let them hang around. Um, the only shot to me that CU has in this game uh, and not even of winning. I just don't think they have a shot of winning. Uh, they're just not good enough. But uh, to me, the only shot they have of really keeping competitive is if USC isn't that interested. You know, USC uh, has you know big two big rivalry games coming up after CU. They play UCLA, then they play Notre Dame, and if they win both of those, then they got Oregon probably in the in the uh, Pac-12 title game. So. Uh, USC's got a lot bigger things to deal with in the next few weeks than CU. They can probably coast through this week and and still beat the Buffs. So um, I'll be interested to see how interested they are. However, the fact that you have two former Buffs on that other side with Makai Blackman and Brendan Rice uh, tells me that at least those two guys are going to be very interested in making plays and beating the Buffs. Uh, We'll see if they can get their teammates uh, to go along with that and, and stay engaged throughout the game. Uh, but, you know, Caleb Williams uh, is playing a phenomenal quarterback right now. They've got so many weapons at wideout. We don't know if uh, um, Jordan Addison or um, 
Mario Williams are going to play. They've been banged up a little bit, but even if they don't, they're so loaded at receiver that uh, it's going to be a tough one for the Buffs. So um, I'm picking them to lose this one 45 to 17, I think. Uh, And that would be covering the spread, actually. But um, I I just think USC gets out to a big lead and then coasts from that point. Uh, Pat, although he's not here, Pat Rooney, um, you know, did text me his uh, prediction. And uh, we didn't even talk about it beforehand, but we have pretty much the same prediction. And uh, he's going 45 to 14. I just think Cole Becker is going to hit an extra field goal. Uh, So we're we're really along the same lines there that – you know, CU is probably not going to you know, have a shot to win this game. Uh, it's going to be a tough one for them out at the L.A. Coliseum. But um, who knows? I mean, stranger things have happened in sports. Uh, Mike Sanford actually uh, was a coach with um, with the Stanford team that was a 38-point underdog and went to the Coliseum in 2007 and, and beat the Trojans. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I, I just don't predict that to happen this week, and I think the Buffs come back uh, – uh, next week after this one, and uh, they'll, they'll be one and nine. So uh, we shall see. Um, the other thing we have going on with Buff Zone is lots of basketball. Basketball season has started. It actually started on Monday, and I had a chance to go out and watch uh, the women's team against New Mexico State. A really good win, 85 to 55, and uh, looked really good in that game. Uh, you know, it was kind of some, some jitters and kind of feeling out a, an unknown opponent early on in that one, but, uh, you know, pulled away late and got the job done and, and look really good doing it. And so, um, you know, great job, uh, for the lady buffs in that one. And, uh, they play on Saturday at Jackson state, or not at Jackson state, but at home against Jackson state. So, um, that should be another victory for the buffs and, uh, they're looking pretty good. And by the way, recruiting wise, uh, they did a great job and got a, a couple of, uh, top 100, uh, ESPN top 100 recruits uh, this week, and so you know a, a very big week uh, for Jr. Payne and her and her staff uh, in recruiting, and also uh, getting that first win. Now Tad Boyle and the men's team, they also got their first win um, and looked pretty solid. You know, there's ups and downs sometimes, but uh, you look pretty solid against UC Riverside, 82-66, getting that victory, and uh, you know they got. They will play Friday night or around the same time. Actually, the, the uh, football team is playing. Uh, they're going to be playing at Grambling, and uh, that should be an interesting one uh, down in Louisiana, and Pat will be there. And then on Sunday, they got a tough one. They're going to number 11, Tennessee. But um, they as well um, you know, had a, had a huge uh, day in recruiting. I mean, they, they signed a few guys this week, including – uh, Cody Williams, who is a five-star recruit, the first one CU's. Uh, I don't know if, they've, if it's the first one they've ever had, but uh, first time, first one in a long time. That's a huge recruiting coup for the Buffs. So a uh, great job to Tad Boyle there, and they're off to a good start. Now, uh, you know, we did our, our score predictions uh, for uh, the football game, and uh, Pat, since he's going down to Louisiana, um, threw out at me a uh, he has a score prediction for the the CU Grambling game, men's game, uh, 75-6. 66, he picks the Buffs to get that victory on the road. I think they're going to beat Grambling as well. I know nothing about Grambling, but because he get it, he did a prediction. Um, I'm going to go uh, Colorado 73, Grambling 59. I think the Buffs uh, get get that one. But then at Tennessee, he didn't give me a prediction on this one, but um, it's going to be a tough one at Tennessee. I think the Buffs probably 
come home from that one on Sunday with a two and one record, but you hope that they kind of look good and, and play well against Tennessee and um, at least, at least show up well down there in Nashville. So it'll be interesting, but Pat and I will have all that coverage uh, throughout the weekend. There's also cross country regionals that are coming up on Friday as well. Uh, so there's a lot going on, uh, but that'll do it for this edition of the Buff Zone of the Buff Zone podcast. And Pat and I will be back next week to talk some basketball and, uh, and talk about another football game as the Buffs head to Washington next week. But that'll do it. And uh, as always, everybody, thanks for listening.